welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. You may hear some sounds in the backgrounds. I'm actually sitting here at a Tantra festival in New Delhi. And it's only been less than 24 hours and it's already been a really deep and incredible experience that I am going to be really excited to pull forth some of this information and bring you tools to be able to integrate what I'm learning as you journey on your own soul's path. What I wanted to introduce to you today is a really special interview I did with a very special man. His name is Kevin and we did this on a Facebook Live. He is a coach and a mentor and really helps people to tap into their divine. And we did a really powerful episode on what it means to be the modern warrior today. So stay tuned, check in. It's going to be about an hour long. So clear your schedules, create some space. And I look forward to hearing your feedback. Feel free to message me um, and let me know your experience. Yo, 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 it's another one. Aloha, familia of the ethers of the newosphere of this connected world. Hello, peace and power to you. Welcome to the Re-Evolution Podcast. I'll be your host, Kevin Oroslan. It means lion in Hungarian, in case you don't know. Today, we're going to be talking about the rise of the modern warrior, men and women, warriors, nonviolent, warriors who are seeking peace, but do it from a place of power, a place of integrity, a place of having your shit together and knowing what you're going to do. Today, I'm going to be joined by Amanda Bickham. I had the pleasure of being on her show and being in co-creation with her. And now I'm excited to have her on my show and go into some deep diving. Aloha. Aloha. Hi, how are you? So, so well. So, so well. So what's happening so right what's now? Happening right now I'm, used to I'm used to this. You might need to have headphones in because I'm hearing my echo. One second. <laughs> this is so funny. I think Facebook would patch this out. Here we are once again. Once again. Hello, everybody joining. Everybody joining. Welcome. All right. Welcome, everybody. If you're tuning in, check it out. We're going to hear it now. It's perfect. It's perfect. So, anybody joining us, I invite you to drop in where you're tuning in from and one thing you're grateful for. That's the question I'm going to ask you, Amanda. What are you most, most grateful for right now? Mm, I love that question. I actually just saw a post from someone on Facebook who asked the same thing. And Kevin, what I'm really grateful for is this growing, conscious, collective tribe of people who are choosing to step up and to truly begin to access and understand what they're capable of and coming together online, honestly. Like, I 
feel there is so much power in this generation of really choosing to use this platform online as a place for connectivity and a place where we can begin to empower and share with one another as we grow on this path. So for all of you guys watching, for you, Kevin, for a lot of the work that you're doing and for anybody else who's choosing to step in and turn on, I'm super incredibly grateful for that. Yes. What a great thing to be grateful for. I, I have to echo that. I hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm leaving social media. Social media is garbage. You know, forget about Facebook. Instagram is stupid. Even YouTube, sometimes you hear bashed. And I challenge anyone who thinks that way. We're using this tool right here. I can affect the entire world and I can implant and express truth, empowerment, inspiration and impact to the entire planet and my entire tribe. And so this is this tool is amazing. This tool is a powerful, mm -hmm. powerful channel, but only if you use it in that way. So that's, uh -huh. the, that's the quick plug on social media. I'm committed to using it in the best, most evolutionary way imaginable. And yeah, Amanda, I'm excited for you to be here, excited to be here with you. I, I loved our conversation that we had. I know you're in India right now, correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, namaste, sata nama. Such a beautiful land. I, I love that country, that spiritual nation. I love the traditions of yoga, of meditation, the many Vedic pathways available there. It's so potent. But yeah, Amanda, I wanted to, you know, just kind of dive into this conversation and learn more about you. Um, and for anyone viewing here, our, our tribes, our, our cross tribes that are tuning in, you know, maybe give us a little bit of your heroine's journey. So what has sparked a two-part question what sparked your journey of what you're doing now i know you work with men you work with a lot of deep traditions and tantra and yoga and so what sparked your journey one and two what has been the biggest challenge that you have overcome mm. <clears throat> great questions so what sparked my journey was truly uh, feeling disconnected Right. So this goes way back. Um, when I was in college, I remember I moved to California and I would go to parties, right? Because that was like the thing to do. You go out, you go to parties. And I remember one night going to a party and, and really feeling disconnected, like feeling like I went out, I celebrated. I talked to a bunch of people, I partied and I came home and I just felt really alone and really isolated. And I was thinking to myself, how is this possible, right? Like, how did I just go out and connect to all of my friends and I had this great time, but yet here I am sitting at home alone and I feel more disconnected than I would have if I would have just stayed home. There's something mm. wrong with that. And so it was in that place of feeling really disconnected that I realized that I needed to take some time away from what was going on around me. And so I separated myself from drinking, from smoking. And of course, at 19, when you do that, you lose all of your friends, right? Nobody wants to like hang out and have tea with you on a Friday night. And so it was in that space that I truly started to um, go within and start meditating and start connecting to myself. That's when I found yoga. Um, and since then, honestly, it's taken me to India. I've been to India now five different times. I've continued to deepen my own practice, num number one, to my body. I was watching your video the other day about how you were talking about how you were living disconnected from your body, really living in your head. 
And um, it was through the path of yoga that really helped me to connect to my body. And then from there, it's just continued to spiral. And how much deeper can I get? How much more knowledge can I gain about myself and my ability to connect and really understand the connection that we have to the world around us and really truly understand and embody the divine God goddess within all of us, right? And I think that this has been more and more talked about understanding our true power as human beings. You know, we're only a small percentage conscious of what we're capable of. And I believe that as we're expanding, we're starting to wake up and truly begin to tap into our true nature and what is possible for all of us. And so that's kind of like a brief background. And my background is also in nutrition and of course in yoga and um, working with, it was always women who were coming. It was always women who were coming. And I just started to ask the question, why, right? Why is it always women who are in the majority of yoga classes, who are coming to health coaches, who are coming to nutritionists? And it was in that discovery that I realized that we tell our men a story about, you know, you need to be tough. You need to not ask for help. If it, mm. if it, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Toughen up. Don't be a pussy. All of these things. And that's when I kind of started turning the lens on what's going on because men and women, we have different bodies, but not the woman's body is not weaker or less than. And so kind of what's going on. And that's really what brought me to, to work with men. And the biggest challenge I would have to say is, has been truly stepping in and owning that, right? I remember three years ago, I would tell my best friend, like, you need, you need to host men's circles. You need to host men's circles. Men need this too. And he was like, I know they really do, but he never really did it. And finally, it was this year that uh, my coach came to me and she's like, Amanda, I think you need to just be working with men. And honestly, there was a lot of fear within me and that I'm like, I can't hold that space. Like, who am I, a woman mm -hmm. to hold that space, you know? And um, there was a lot of self-doubt and a lot of self-talk. And it's a very different energy that I have to hold when I hold space for brothers than I do with my sisters. Um, and it's really intimidating. And that's probably been, you know, in an honest, vulnerable truth, that's probably been the hardest is just really stepping into that and owning that. Wow. Wow. So beautifully articulated. Thank you for sharing, Amanda. There's so many things in there I want to extract and zoom in on for a moment. The first being that you had massive courage at 19 to disconnect mm -hmm. from drug and alcohol culture and choose to look in, within to why were you feeling lonely? Why, why were you feeling isolated? You know, part of me looks back and wishes that I had that courage because I just, I listened to the, the male wisdom in Texas, suck it up, just, just deal with it, you know, toughen up, what's wrong with you? And I was just like, I was feeling the same way. It was crazy. I, I was such an introvert when I would be at a party with everyone, you know, holding my beer. I never felt more alone when I was around so many people. And I thought if something was wrong with me. Now looking back and understanding in my journey as well, I realized it wasn't me. It was the culture, it was the vibe, it was the intention of numbing and becoming more unconscious. Mm -hmm. It was not a tension mm -hmm. of raising consciousness or, or deepening intimacy and connection. And so that was, you know, and, and, and bless it all, bless it all, it's welcome, because that's the contrast that allows us to take this journey. So in a way, it's that compost, that mud in the pond that grows the lotus blossom, to mm -hmm. use the, the Upanishad story. Um, Wow, I'm like, I'm like getting the India vibes from you. I just, I want to go. I'll be going next year for sure. For sure, I'll be making awesome. a pilgrimage. But yeah, so that was one thing. The second thing is, man, this is, this is fascinating. A woman who works with men. 
You know, I've, I've seen the reverse, you know, shout out to my, my good mystical brother, Frank J. He just got done leading an all women's retreat with his dear, good sister. So I, I have encountered some men that work with women, which I think is a beautiful, you know, dichotomy. But I don't know if I've met a woman who's doing men's work and holding men's circles. So I, I got to I got to know more about that and where where that's taken you with your thought about, you know, bringing in the, the warrior energy. Right. And, and the warrior energy, I think, is it's non-binary. It can be man or woman. I also like the word guardian. So instead of war, you know, warrior, it's a guardian, a protector. Same mm -hmm. vibration. So I'm curious, mm -hmm. like, what, what have you discovered and what has that pathway looked like? Oof. Wow. So much that I didn't even really understand or know. You know, it all started um, because a lot of men, I was hosting sister circles and a lot of men were like, where's our circle? Like, I, can I come? I want to come, you know, like, where's our circle? And when I, I've always been the one woman with a lot of guy friends, you know, it's always just kind of been my past since I was young. And eventually I just said, OK, I'm going to host a men's circle. If you guys are ready, here we go. And what I found in that first circle was so incredibly um, powerful. You know, there's a lot right now. I think anyone who's tuned in can can feel the rise of the feminine, right? The feminine is rising since the Me Too movement. It really sparked this fire and the divine feminine of truly stepping into their divine masculine and truly owning their truth and owning their power. And I think that that's incredibly amazing and so important right now. And I also think that it's important that we rise together, right? Because just as the patriarchy overtook the matriarchy, right? So too can the imbalance come back in the other way. It can be like a pendulum swing. And so I really felt called in this time of transition where all the feminine are rising to stand with the men and really start to hold the space of let's not imbalance each other, but rather let's stand together. And instead of fight against one another, which is really what the modern warrior is all about, instead of fighting against one another, can we stand with one another and understand the power that lies when we connect to each other in an authentic and vulnerable way? And so holding this space for men, it was really just like, look, I'm going to hold this space where you can be seen, can be heard and can be held by your brothers, where you can let down your guard and need to fight and need to prove and need to compete, which is what we've taught our men for so long. Um, and just share authentically and opening. And, you know, I, I don't sit in men's circles. So that's kind of the ironic thing. People are like, you know, how is it different from other men's circles? And truthfully, I can't tell you because I don't sit in other men's circles. However, what I can say is as a divine feminine energy, holding that space, I feel can help men reconnect to their yen. Right. It can help men drop in and drop this battlefield and really allow themselves to soften as they're being held by this kind of divine feminine energy. And so what I found is there's so much pain in the hearts of our men, but we haven't given men the space to talk. You know, women have always been it's OK to talk. It's OK to share. It's OK to be emotional. But so many of our men, we teach them that it's not. Suck it up. Like, don't talk about it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You need to grow up. You need to be toughen up. All of these things. And when I started to host this space, I started to see the true hearts of our men. And I started to see what they were going through. They were sharing men that were in their 50s to men that were in their 20s. And how much weight the men have been carrying on their shoulders. And we just expect it, right? You're strong. You're tough. You're supposed to be that grounding point. Like, of course, of course you got this. 
But the truth is that that's not always the case, that there's a lot of vulnerability, that there's a lot of pain, that there's a lot of challenge and insecurity that happens. But we've disconnected men from truly connecting to their divine feminine. And I believe my one of my roles is to help men reconnect to their divine feminine and not see the divine feminine as weaker as we've created it in our society, but rather see it as this incredibly strong, powerful part of all of us that when we tap into, we become so much stronger because of that. So just really being able to kind of be a fly on the wall as these men start to share, I feel like has given me a woman a really different perspective of what men are going through and being able to take this juiciness and this understanding and instead of sharing it verbatim with people, just really being able to kind of change the story of how we see each other, men and women, so we can come back together and truly understand where we're coming from. Yes, wow. Wow, Ooh, I'm getting spirit bumps. I can feel it. This is what's called for right now. It's what's called for in the collective as more, you know, abuse and more pain surfaces in the collective and the mainstream. People are despairing. You know, I actually tuned in with the mainstream media today, which I don't often. And I could feel that pain Great. of the collective. And I, I chose to turn it into a song. <laughs> so I turned it into a savage freestyle on my Instagram. But what, what's, uh, what's so rich about what you're saying, Amanda, is, and this is crazy, this is an Esther Perel stat I love to drop, and you can, you can Google this if you don't believe me. Worldwide, but especially in the West and the Europe, parents stop touching their, their sons at age four as much as their daughters on average. And this, this is a deep wound that goes back generations to the false image of masculinity, the false image of suck it up, toughen it up, you know, go to battle, go to work, provide, protect, no matter what, even if inside I don't feel safe, I feel actually very hurt by other men, or I feel hurt by a woman, or I feel, you know, depressed, whatever. It's like, there's not a place for that in the old world. In the new world, we're creating places for this. And actually, this is the most important point. I really want men watching this to hear this right now. I really want you to hear this. And I'm sure you're familiar, Amanda. Becoming aware of your yin and emotional intelligence and your softer aspects, your divine feminine, whatever you want to talk about, it doesn't make you like a woman. So a lot of men and a lot of, I've received a lot of hateful projections, which you know, I send back as a reign of blessings from people who confuse this. And let me put it this way. If you can tap into your divine feminine as a man, it makes you more of a man. Mm. It means you're playing with a full deck. You're not pretending that I'm only order. I'm only physicality. I'm only toughness. I'm only this. When your inner world will betray you, it will betray you. And many, for many men, I think today, and maybe you encounter this, Amanda, it shows up in addiction. It shows up in emotional bypassing and relationship. It shows up as depression. It shows up as rage grief and you know in the men's circles i've been a you know honored to be a part of and facilitated this is this is what's so powerful if you create a safe space for men and you say hey brother i see you man to man you're no different than me come and lay down your pain in that circle mm. man it, it is a sight to behold the anger the rage that is kept in check mm. by these ideas about what a man is or often, more often, actually, what I see is the grief, the sadness, 
the pain that comes out as tears that they never let show. They carried it. Their lovers didn't know. Their mother didn't know. Their sisters didn't know because they were trying to hold an image. And this is what's really beautiful is like we get to do this work in the modern era where there's cracks in the armor where the healing light of the truth can shine through. And, you know, Amanda, as someone, you know, in this work leading men, like what, what do you see as the leverage point? And I want to be very tactical about this because this is important. If people don't buy into the woo, you know, what, what's the leverage point that gives us the most leverage for a man who maybe he has a circle, maybe he doesn't, maybe he's heard of this work, maybe he hasn't. What do you see as the point of max, you know, I say leverage just as the point where we can get the most movement from, emotional movement, healing from. Mm, so are you talking about like as a, as an individual on their path wanting to connect to this or as a collective or what in regards? What I mean, really both in regards to the, the circles and the work you're doing, what, what has been like the golden thread you've seen with men um, in this opening? Well, I love that you talked about touch and I was, it's really interesting. I was taking a shower right before we got on and I was thinking about how incredibly touch deprived we are as a culture, as a society. Like we don't, especially in the West, you know, like no homo bro. Right. Like you know, right. when we were kids, like that was a huge thing. Like, oh dude, get off me. And it's like, one of the things that I've seen that's been so powerful for the men, and I do a lot of private coaching, and one of the things I have them do is go into spaces where they can have touch. We are so incredibly touch deprived, and it really disconnects us. Again, you talked about living outside and living only in your mind and even outside of your body. If you are not connected to your body and you don't have touch, it is so incredibly powerful for your emotional well-being. And we don't notice that because we don't have that in our society. Like when men touch men in a lot of places, it's like, whoa, dude, like, like get off me, you know. But who doesn't, let's be honest, who doesn't like touch? Who doesn't like to be held, mm. right? And, it's, and I've seen this from men in, in some of the circles that I've been hosting hosting, which is like, I want to be touched in a non-sexual way by my brothers. I want to have this level of closeness and this level of intimacy. Women touch each other all the time. We'll play with each other's hair. We'll hold each other. We'll cuddle. And, and there's been this really big disconnect from men in this space. And so, you know, for someone who doesn't have access to men's circles, um, that's, I, I actually have started an online group, which isn't as powerful as being in person but it right. is because people in the people in the east you know people in the midwest they don't have this kind of access that we have kevin we are so lucky being in california and being a part of like this really truly i feel like the spearhead of the conscious movement at least in america and you know another thing is like there are so many different ways that you can get and receive touch maybe it's a massage right maybe you're going out and you're getting a massage maybe you're trying to do some contact dance or maybe you start trying to do some sort of connective based activity because i feel like we are just so disconnected from our ability to give and receive love and to allow ourselves to receive love to allow ourselves to soften when someone hugs us i mean i remember when the hug was like the one arm hug or like the butt yep. out hug, you know, and now it's like, can you hold someone, even if it's, if you're listening to this and you don't give a lot of hugs, start giving hugs, right? Start. And then, and then if you do give hugs, I invite you to hold that hug 
until it's slightly awkward for the other person, mm -hmm. or maybe even for you and oh, breathe yeah. into it and really feel that connection because that's going to help you to reconnect to your own, um, your own feminine and your own desire to understand how it is to remember how to receive and give love again. Yes. Yes. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. <sighs> What's coming up. Um, I was part of a, a deep immersion earlier this year called uh, Tantric Energetics. Very powerful Reiki and family, family constellation practitioner pair, a man and a woman. Um, they're based in Berlin, Germany. Very powerful couple. And we went through from dawn till dusk for seven straight days. Some of the most intense breath work, emotional release, and catharsis I've ever experienced. And a big part of uh, the man, his name is Mazen, he's Lebanese. And, and this is something interesting in the Arabic world. You'll see men embracing each other, holding hands as they walk down the street, giving kisses mm -hmm. on the cheek, on the forehead. This is something the Arabic culture got right because they actually do have this loving touch between brothers. And you know, we look at it and we might think it's weird, but it's touching something very deep in the psyche and in the physiology. And I wanna to speak to the science here because there's a lot of it that's, that's emerging. Um, specifically through the study of PTSD, to bring this full circle, our soldiers, our modern warriors, they're healing. A lot of it has to do with touch because the trauma is in the body and issues are in the tissues. And so they found this, right? And they found this with rats and humans. Those children, first off, that are deprived of touch have a lower lifespan. They're more prone to addiction. They get depressed faster. Their immune systems are suppressed. You can, you can look all this up. You don't have to take my word for it. That's children. So that's, that's a huge one. And there's actually a very infamous study in Russia that I'll, I'll, I'll presence here. Um, but they studied orphans who weren't touched at all. And they died before age seven. Nothing else was wrong with them. They had perfect food, nutrition, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But they weren't touched like children are supposed to be. And so they, they literally died. Um, so that's an intense perspective, right? You know, mothers out there, fathers out there, your sons need touch too. And they need a lot of it. Mm. Another study, mm. if you hold a hug for more than about 25 to 30 seconds, guess what happens? Massive oxytocin releases. This is the bonding hormone. It gives you that good feeling of euphoria. It gives you that feeling of well-being, of safety. And this is something that in the West, the great disservice and the taboos around sexuality have said, you can only do this with a lover. You can only embrace for that long mm -hmm. or touch for that long. You know, like you said, the church hug. I, I remember the infamous church hug, the side hug where you just touch as little as possible <laughs> or the butt out, you know, like you touch, but you know, I can't touch my belly to you or my <laughs> legs because it's gay. You know? yeah. This is, you're depriving <sighs> yourself of your body's beautiful pharmacy and pharmacology that wants you to feel good and connected. And this is a, this is a way to pair bond and bond with the tribe. So there's a lot of science mm. on this and especially people with trauma. And I'm talking about the deep trauma, mm. but we all experience some kind of, of trauma, whether that's the loss of love, whether that's violence or whether it's, you know, some, some form of that. And what did they, what did they find? Pharmaceuticals, all of those things that the modern medical establishment wants to give out, they don't work long-term, they don't work. They, they might work short-term for symptoms. I'm not speaking ill about them, but what does work? Intention and touch combined. Because of the same reason, it lights up the healing pathways in the body. It creates the bonding that we're craving. It takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. It also takes a village to heal a man, to heal a wounded warrior. 
And so that end, end rant of science, I always want to bring this in because people accuse me. Of I being, love like, it. No, I love it. Bring and, the masculine in. The woo-woo no. is spiritual. Yeah. I'm like, it's not true. I'm, I'm reading studies and I'm, I'm keeping track of this stuff because it's important. Um, so Amanda, my next question for you that I'm really curious about is, you know, you're, you're facilitating for men. You have men, male clients. Um, what has this taught you about being a warrior as a woman? To bring it full circle here, how, how do you relate to that word? It's really interesting because um, a group of, you know, I'm, I live in Santa Cruz primarily. That's my home base. And um, <laughs> a lot of my friends would be like, Amanda, I swear you were like a warrior in the past, in your past life or something like that. From like the way I teach yoga to like just the way that I am in general. And so I personally have always really related like I feel like I am an embodiment of the divine feminine just as we all are whether or not we ex acknowledge and accept that um, <clears throat> I really relate to my feminine however I have always been a very masculine feminine woman and that doesn't mean that like I <clears throat> dress like a guy you know and, and shave my hair like I still am fully embodied with my own femininity but I really resonate with the attributes of masculine, right? And masculine oftentimes is connected to the warrior. Although if you think Durga, right? Durga is the warrior goddess. Oh, right? yeah. So we all have it. And I think that because I've been really connected to the masculine um, attributes or qualities, which are direct, focused, penetrative, um, structure, you know, I'm very good in that. I'm also, my science, my background is in science. I'm a nutritionist by trade, right? And so my, my, my nature of my mind has worked in very masculine structure. And so <clears throat> it's been really powerful for me to sit with men and to be a part of their growing um, tribe, really, especially the conscious tribe who are coming together to stand with one another. And here's the difference, Kevin, and I love that you said guardian. Um, I love warrior because I feel like it means that like you're, you're, you're really embodying your divine strengths, right? Mm -hmm. The warriors have been used for thousands of years to go out and like be the protectors, be the guardians of the land. And I think that the difference between a warrior and the modern warrior, which I think is really important to anyone watching is again, the modern warrior doesn't fight against his brothers. The modern warrior stands with his brothers and sisters and they fight for their truth, their mm. own truth about what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a leader. I truly do believe that we are the leaders we've been waiting for. You had a Facebook uh, live the other day about, you know, the role models. Where are our role models? We are our role models. We are expanding. Our conscious connection is expanding faster and far more greater than it's ever have before. Time is speeding up. And so too is our ability to understand what we're capable of. And I truly do believe that as we begin to embody the modern warrior, male, female, or anywhere in between, it's about you standing for your own truth about what it means to show up, how you want to show up in the world, mm. not how someone else has told you, not an old story, not how your parents think, not what it means to look good on paper, but what is speaking to you? What divine gift are you wanting to bring to the world? And how can we stand together to support one another in our authentic journey to rise up to that next level of how we can be in the world? And I really feel like that's the shift that we're making right now as a conscious collective. Come on. I love the way you articulate, Amanda. This is it. This is it, y'all. 
the the old archetype that has created a lot of the suffering on this planet in the 20th century is not the warrior it's the soldier mm -hmm. the soldier obeys orders like a robot and takes life and he kills his brothers so we, yeah. we don't want we don't need more soldiers we actually we have a we have a big task ahead of us and i'm speaking to all healers all psychiatrists from the military and not we got to heal the soldiers because there's a lot of them that are really really hurt and my heart goes out to all the men in the military that have been hurt deeply the suicide rate's never been higher in the military especially in the u.s so i want you to hear that um but the the warrior the true warrior the warrior and for me it's it's like a it's like a triad there's the warrior the guardian and the hunter and they had a very special task in tribal society, which was to protect the women, the children, and the elderly, and to do it in a good way. If you were gonna go out and take what was not yours and take life out of balance, you know, especially the Native Americans understood this, you're going against natural law, you're going against great spirit, and you would, and you would have to pay for that. There's a balancing that happens. You know, in India, we call it karma. The guardian, however, is a little different. The guardian, if he takes an animal's life, he says, thank you, brother. In another life, may you take mine if you need it. You know, it's, and I'm going to use every part of you with honor and respect, and I'm going to do it in a good way. It's going to be a clean kill. Mm. So that's the hunters out there. And, you know, sorry, vegans. Um, that's just that's how a lot of societies worked. Also, the guardian was there to protect the tribe. So if there were dark ones that came, if there was a crisis, if there was something off or wrong, the guardians stand with brothers to protect the women, to protect the children, protect the older ones, the elders. And they did it out of love. There's deep love that forms. You know, I, I learned this in sports and I've learned this now doing men's work where we actually do combat. We do wrestle and we do like breath work and these initiations together. You know, although you're fighting, it's not I'm fighting to hurt you or to have power over you. It's I'm fighting to make you better. Or I'm, I'm, I'm doing combat with you. Or I'm going to war with you. Or I'm guarding with you to make you better from the heart. And this is, this is the difference. A soldier fights with his mind. Mm. A guardian or warrior is sourced in the heart. So they're not going to harm their loved ones. They're not going to harm life. They serve life. And I think that's important to hear. And I've been blessed now actually to start coming across brothers that are ex-military. And my business partner is actually ex-Air Force. And I, and I get this perspective a lot. And I, and I just feel so blessed when I have the ability to hold space with a brother that's been in the military. Because there was a time in my life where I, I actually was obsessed with war and war history. And I wanted to go to West Point and be an officer. And I don't talk about that a lot. But there's a, there's a part of me that you know, I suspect could be from Samskara and my scars of past lives, I don't know, that, uh, you know, fell into that idea of, of war as glorious. But I saw a meme the other day that's really important. I want to present here too, that the most glorious thing is to create peace. There's no glory in war. There's no glory in war. And we need to teach our sons that. So, I mean, Amanda, this is like, this is some mega, mega stuff here. I just feel like so much charge in my body right now. Um, what do you think, Amanda, as a woman, as a woman, how do you want to see men show up going forward, 2018, 2019? I have so many men that come to me and they say, I don't know how to show up anymore. After Me Too, I'm confused. I'm scared. What do I do for the women in my life? So I want to hear a female's perspective. Thank you perspective. for bringing that. 
Thank you for bringing that. And I love that you prefaced the me too. I've been doing a lot of work on that. Um, a lot of the work that I'm talking about is from me too to we too. How can we begin to heal the divine feminine and masculine within us all? Not taking away from what's happened with me too, but also realizing that there's a big shadow that's been happening with the me too. And a lot of brothers come to me and say, I don't know how to approach a woman anymore. You know, she doesn't want to be objectified, but yet she also does want to be approached and to, to know that she's attractive. And like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know how to approach approach and, and how to attract or how to connect anymore. And so, you know, one of the things that I think is really important, and I'm actually in conversation with a woman, a friend of mine, who's a coach for, for um, relationships, and we're going to do a deep dive on how women want to be approached and attracted and connected to, because I think this is really important, because we do still, we want to be connected to, we don't want to be disrespected and helping each other understand each other's language. I think there's also a lot of um, responsibility that we can take as women just as far as how we we're animalistic beings right and so if we go out to a bar and dress in like you know short cute boobs are out you know like stuff like we're gonna men are gonna be attracted to that now is that okay for them to like slap our asses or you know do anything of that nature no but if they come on to us and and you know and when we're wearing outfits like this it's like we're sending that message hey look at me I'm sexy it's like we have to also take responsibility for how we're showing up. I don't think that women shouldn't be able to wear what they want to wear, but I do think it's important as women that we take responsibility for the messages that we're sending yes. out. And I think that's for everyone. Can we be more responsible and how we're communicating with ourselves most importantly? Um, because if we're saying that we have a lack of self-confidence, but we're not, we don't understand that that's the conversation in our head and therefore we have to dress certain ways in order to get attention in order to feel more confident that's a mixed message and that's going to be confusing for us it's going to be confusing for men um going back to your question of how i think or how i feel that a man a man could show up um really powerfully moving forward towards the end of 2018 the end of 2019 be authentic it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside, but it matters how you feel. I can feel if you're in your divine masculine when you own your shit, when you own all parts of you, when you are 100%, this is me, no apologies. This is my ugly. This is my beauty. This is me. This is where I struggle. This is where I thrive. This is me. Just show up as authentically as you can, unapologetically. Come from a heart space. Come from a place of not being so tough. You know, so many women, mm. it's interesting, when you're in a relationship and it's like the first time he cries, right? The first time he cries, you're like, thank God he <laughs> finally broke his walls, right? Because there's right. this tough, there's this armor of like, I can't let you see me like weak. I can't let you see that I really care. I can't let you. And the first time you cry, gentlemen, we are thanking hallelujah, right? We're like, oh, I'm so happy that he finally broke down because now we can actually get somewhere. Now yes. we can actually drop in together. Now we can actually grow with one another. And so as a man, like showing up as your most unapologetic authentic self and owning it, owning where you're feeling strong and powerful and owning where you're feeling not so strong because we can help each other. You don't have to be, and this is something that I think is really important 
let some of the women take up the work, right? Let us stand in our power and be inspired mm. instead of intimidated mm. by our power. And let us help you take some of the weight that you've been carrying off your shoulders. Let us come together to step up together, soften a little bit. Let us stand in our power a little bit. And how can we together move into this space where we can truly begin to support one another equally? Mm. Whoa, look out, folks. Share this video out if you're feeling it because there's hot fire pouring out of this screen right now. Wow. And I, I love to hear this, Amanda. I love hearing this from a feminine perspective because I know a lot of brothers out there are confused and lost. I know a lot of sisters out there are just like, where are the men? Or they may have their own yes. perspective here. So this is it. You just heard it from the, from the Shakti's mouth. We're going in. This is it. Like, it's time to level up together. I love we too. I love that you said that. This is not making men wrong. This is not women are now above men. We need to switch to matriarchy. Like you're going to pay for what you did. That's not going to put us any closer to union and harmony and peace on this planet. And it's not going to put us any closer to having real union and real love and real intimacy. So, whoa, look out, look out. This is the future, y'all. It's actually a partnership. We get to do it together. No, no division between the sexes. This actually, in my opinion, it goes deeper than racism. It goes deeper than classism. Because no matter what class you're in, rich or poor, no matter what race you are, indigenous, European, everybody wants to be loved and everybody came from a man and a woman, period. So this could be the biggest work there is. It's part of what I've dedicated my path to. I know that. I think it's incredibly powerful for sure. And I think that, you know, going back just quickly before the, the, the no pointing blame, you know, I think especially with the Me Too movement, it's like I hear the sisters and my heart goes out to each and every one of us who has ever been um, taken advantage of or, or wrongly um, connected to in any way. And I also think it's important that like, if we as women are coming up with this rage and this fire and this mm. anger, which is exactly what was done to us, we are only continuing to tip the scales in the opposite direction. And I think that when we can learn like one of the essences of the divine feminine is coming into the heart space and coming into compassion. And it's, it's statistically shown that majority of people hurt people have, have been hurt, right? Hurt yes. people hurt people. Yes. And so really understanding why, not saying this happened and this was wrong and like, I can't believe it's like, oh my God, I am so hurt, but this hurt and this pain can give me a bigger understanding of why. And then from this space, like we women raise our boys. Kevin, you were talking about how men are statistically touched less than women around oh, yeah. age four. Like, we have to take responsibilities of how are we treating our men? How are we teaching our, our boys to become men? Can we begin to soften into our heart space and see all the pain that's been happening for everyone? And from that place, begin to nurture and care for and help each other come back to this, like you said, place of union within our own heart space. That's the word. That's the sacred word right there. Wow. Wow. Well, Amanda... I'm so honored and grateful to see a woman like yourself doing the work, holding space for brothers, standing in the power and speaking truth.
Because I think you nailed it. For men and women, the key going forward is authenticity. We've played games for too long, and we've listened to what other people, religions, ideologies, and governments want men and women to mean and to how they to relate. And that's gone on for way too long. And so it's time to actually speak what's real, what's true. It's going to be raw. It might be messy. And we get to hold space for that and own it. This is about taking responsibility, the ability to respond. And I'm feeling it. I know you're feeling it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Amanda, what are you currently working on and how can people partner with you and your fire? Mm. <clears throat> so I'm currently working on really helping people step into specific, specifically men. So I have a men's group that's coming up. It's, a, it's about the modern warrior, the rise of the modern warrior, bringing men together as a collective tribe who are choosely, consciously choosing to want to do the self-work. You know, the self-work isn't easy, but I feel like it's the most important work we ever have had. You know, we think about our work being about our job or about how we show up in the world, but truly it's about how you show up for yourself, right? Like how yes. are you showing up for yourself? Because how you show up for yourself is going to make a big impact on everything else in your life. Because if you can't show up for you and you're hiding and you're not being transparent and you're not being honest, guess what? Your relationships are going to suffer. Your your health is going to suffer. There are so many men who are having physical issues, whether they be digestion issues or fatigue issues or stress and anxiety, and they're not talking about it. So as my background being a nutritionist, helping us embody ourselves, right? So that we can begin to learn the language of our body and from that space begin to truly step up and support ourselves and a tribe, you know, we're coming back to this tribe mentality where mm. we've been in our Manipura, we've been in our, it's all about me, it's all about my for so long, but we need each other. We want yes. each other. We're here to support one another. If it wasn't, if it was about you, you'd be the only person here, but the truth right. is we're here and we're coming back to this understanding. And so, in February, there's this group program of men who are going through the modern warrior's journey, which is all about reconnecting to self and reconnecting to their own inner truth and rediscovering what that is, finding their purpose, rediscovering their passion, right? Mm. And fully stepping into their power. I feel like something, an old story has been like, you need to, and I was victim to this as well. You need to go to college. You need to get a good degree. You need to get a good job that pays well. You need to get a house. You have kids and oh, you're yeah. set. Well, guess what? A lot of people have gone down that road. They're like, I am so fucking lost and confused and I don't feel connected at all. And I feel depressed. And like, what's my purpose here? I don't have passion when I wake up. I wake up fucking hating going to work or whatever it is, you know, yeah. and it's like every single one of you watching male, female, anywhere in between, we all have purpose. We all have a divine gift that we've been given. And if we're so busy following or trying to look outside to see what everybody else is doing, and we're not taking the time to turn inside and ask ourselves and get quiet, you know, meditation, mindfulness-based practices, get quiet mm. to listen to what our true divinity is asking for us to pull forth in the world, then we're going to continue to feel confused and lost and disconnected. So it's really about bringing people together. I, I have a couple females that I work with in my private practice. As I mentioned, I was, um, you know, primarily just working with women last year. 
but this is really what's coming together is this tribe mentality. You know, as you know, Kevin, we're growing a, a growing conscious collective community online oh, yeah. here on Facebook. Global village. I see your people tuning in. It truly is, you know, and that's what, that's what I think you and I are both committed to showing up on podcasts, showing up on Facebook live, giving you the tools to become your highest and best, most authentic version of yourself. And yes. that's for anyone watching, right? Yes. Yes, that's it. That's it. This is this is the way to use social media, in my opinion, and my humble knowing. It's that we're rebuilding a global village, we're a global organism and ecosystem. You can't do it alone, and if you try, you might end up in a lot of pain and suffering in your awakening. And the good news is that the the family's here, the tribe's here, the village is here to support you. No one can do it alone. So. I want to encourage any men out there and women to follow Amanda. She's tagged here. Check out her work. I know she's super powerful just in our, our short interactions. And wow, such a, such a blessing to be here with you, Amanda. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for all the work you're doing. I see your consistent commitment to show up. I've watched you even even in this short time really evolve and who you're bringing on and how you're showing up and your authenticity and your vulnerability. And you hit on such a wide spectrum of ways for people to step into their power from, you know, how to how to access community online and, and, and be an entrepreneur if you want to, how to tap into your sacred sexuality to you just really bring a lot of beautiful people together to share mm. and I really feel what you're doing and anybody here who is a part of your community they're super blessed follow this man he's he's incredible with what the work you're doing so thank you thank you for having mm. me on thank you thank you for that it's a blessing it's a blessing well I'm excited fam you know I'm making a podcast and it's in the works right now it'll be launching later this month it's called Revolution. this episode will be on that podcast and yeah I'm excited to be on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, the whole gamut. Get this thing broadcasted worldwide. Keep spreading truth. Keep speaking it. This has been the Rise of Modern Warriors. Amanda, Hari Hari Om. Thank you so much. Namaste. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content and together we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.